0: classic English literature podcast. Now, if you're in America, or if you celebrate like Americans, happy Thanksgiving. This is indeed the most American of holidays, right? A day set aside to offer our gratitude for an orgy of gluttony. Of course, other countries set aside days of Thanksgiving, either officially or unofficially, and Nearly every culture which we have a record of uh, made the giving of thanks part of their ritual lives. So, to ritually mark our day, I thought I would offer a poem by 17th century scribbler George Herbert. The poem is called Gratefulness. Herbert, as well as a poet, was an orator and Anglican priest, and his writing tends to explore the the complex intersection of religious faith and everyday human experience. His most famous work is called The Temple, Sacred Poems and Private Ejaculations, a title that has not aged well, though it was published posthumously in 1633. And These poems, like I said, explore the speaker's personal relationship with God, reflecting on the challenges of faith and humility in the Christian life. Now, Gratefulness is one of the poems from this collection, The Temple. It's eight stanzas of four lines each with alternating rhymes, A, B, A, B. The tricky bit is the rather, well, it's kind of a jerky meter. We get three tetrameter lines, eight syllables, followed by a fourth line of iambic monometer. Manometer, monometer, monometer. Yes, monometer. One foot, two syllables. Now, most of each stanza rolls along in a very familiar, ballad-like, almost sing-songy rhythm... And then line four slams the brakes. It's like poetic whiplash. Have a listen. Do you have your brace? Thou that hast given so much to me, give one thing more, a grateful heart. See how thy beggar works on thee by art. And He makes thy gifts occasion more and says... If he in this be crossed, all thou hast given him heretofore is lost. But thou didst reckon, when at first thy word our hearts and hands did crave, what it would come to at the worst to save. Perpetual knockings at thy door, tears sullying thy transparent rooms, gift upon gift, much would have more, and comes. This notwithstanding thou wentst on, and didst allow us all our noise. Nay, thou hast made a sigh and groan thy joys. Not that thou hast not still above much better tunes than groans can make, but that these country airs thy love did take. Wherefore I cry, and cry again, and in no quiet canst thou be till I a thankful heart obtain of thee. Not thankful when it pleaseth me, as if thy blessings had spare days, but such a heart whose pulse may be thy praise. I think it's a strange little poem, actually. It begins with a seemingly earnest petition to God to give the speaker a grateful heart. And there seems to be a bit of playful irony in line two's request. Give me something that will make me grateful for the things you've given me then the earnestness reveals itself as artifice, that abrupt line four, by art. So is this poem ironically ungrateful or ironically already grateful? In either case, the speaker's request really becomes an occasion for praise. Now, the rest of the poem is the argument for that request, If I don't have a grateful heart, then I can't appreciate anything else I have. Besides God, you knew when you made us that we'd need an awful lot of attention. And you know you like it. Yes, you do. Even though our groans are not as nice as angel hymns. So come on, please, please, come on. Give me a grateful heart. One that's thankful all the time. Come on, please. So here's a question. Is the desire to be thankful the same as being thankful? Or very like it anyway? Gratitude is, I think, it's necessarily consequential. Like its power or its effect resides not in the person who shows it, or in the uh, even the essential authenticity of their intentions? but it manifests itself rather in the person who receives it. That is, it confirms to the other person that you recognize their graciousness and acknowledge your debt to that graciousness. It's not the same as, say, love. Wanting to love and actually loving are two different things. God, in this poem, understands the speaker's gratefulness despite the speaker's imperfect rendering of that gratefulness. The poem implies that true gratitude only comes from true grace, and humans lack such true grace in their fallen state. But it's the wanting, the striving, that's important. So Thanksgiving, giving thanks, it's an act, and one paradoxically noble and humbling. But gratitude, gratefulness, that's a state of being, an understanding of one's dependence on grace, however one may conceive of it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and we'll talk again soon.